downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else.
Welcome to Mondo Jazz, the Radio Free Brooklyn uh, weekly program dedicated to international jazz, uh, coming to you after the good uh, Jerry Curl times, brought to you by Mike Joseph and his uh, Jerry Curl Chronicles. Over the past three weeks, uh, we've been uh, focusing on the influence of Africa on jazz music. We've been checking out music played by international jazz musicians inspired by Africa, as well as by jazz musicians coming from all corners of Africa, from Mali to Tunisia, from Ethiopia to Zimbabwe, and many more countries. And you may have been wondering, what about South African jazz? Well, we've left that uh, for last, since uh, the country at the southernmost tip of the African continent has one of the most enduring and wide-ranging uh, jazz scenes. Its jazz tradition dates back to the beginning of the 20th century, with roots in the music style called Marabi, which had developed in the slums that came out of the increasing uh, urbanization of black uh, South Africans into mining centers. The sound of Marabi was intended to draw people into the so-called Shabins, which were local bars selling homemade liquor uh, to get uh, people dancing. And Marabi was played on pianos with the accompaniment uh, from cans filled with stones. Its uh, swinging style ultimately evolved into the very distinctive sound of South African jazz. So we have decades of music to explore in the coming hours. Since Mondo Jazz uh, likes to focus on musicians that deserve uh, wider recognition rather than on the big household names you can find on any other radio station, we'll not be featuring, at least for now, the music of superstars like Abdullah Ibrahim or Yuma Sekela. And we started this show with uh, possibly my favorite uh, South African musician, pianist, saxophonist and guitarist uh, Becky Mesleku. Uh, the track we heard at the beginning of the show was entitled uh, Closer to the Source from his uh, 1992 spectacular debut album uh, celebration, which was recorded at a time when um, Seleku was very active on the London jazz scene. And in this duet, he performed with uh, another young player at the time that was destined to great success, the British saxophone player of Jamaican descent, Courtney Pine. Seleku was born in uh, Durban in 1955 and originally learned to play on a family piano that his father used to lock up in his absence. His mother would secretly give Becky and his older brother Langa the key until his father realized how talented Becky was and let him play the piano freely. After being active in uh, Johannesburg in his uh, 20s, Mseleku went on to exile uh, in order to escape apartheid, moving first uh, to Stockholm uh, between 1980 and 1983, where he played, among others, with uh, the great Don Cherry. From there, he relocated to London, where uh, there was a very large number of South African jazz players that, like him, had left to avoid the repressive regime that they had back home. He quickly found his way to performing in the most famous London club, Ronnie Scott's, immediately impressing the club's founder, as well as other international musicians like Dave Holland. As his career seemed on the verge of exploding, he decided to retire for two years in a Buddhist temple with no phone and no piano to develop his inner self so that his music could acquire greater depth. When he returned to the scene, he recorded the album that we just heard, in my view, one of the most extraordinary uh, debut albums. From there, he embarked in a career that took him to playing with some of the greatest musicians around at the time, like Elvin Jones, Abby Lincoln, Pharoah Sanders, Graham Haynes, Ravi Coltrane, and many others, until his uh, premature death in uh, 2008. So let's now play a distinctively South African composition like uh, Vukani, which means uh, Wake Up, from his uh, second album, released by the prestigious label Verve, featuring the power rhythm section of Michael Bowie on bass and Marvin Smithy-Smith on drums.
This is Radio Free Brooklyn, and you're listening to Mondo Jazz. We've been focusing on the first segment of the episode dedicated to South African jazz on the music of the late Bekim Sleku. We started off the set of four compositions with Vukani from his second album, Timelessness, which was followed by the title track of his 1997 album entitled The Beauty of Sunrise, which highlighted the melodic vein of his writing and featured another stellar lineup, which included Ravi Coltrane on saxophone, Alvin Jones on uh, Ralph Peterson on drums and Graham Haynes on cornet. After that, we heard a track uh, from the album that marked his uh, return from Europe to South Africa and therefore was entitled Home at Last. From that album, uh, we heard a composition, Nans Inkulenko, which uh, had a definite uh, South African, very joyful bounce. Right after that, uh, there was a music from his uh, trio album with Charlie Hayden on bass and Bill Higgins on drums one of the rhythm sections used by Ornette Coleman in the past. On the title track of that album, uh, we heard Mseluku play both piano and tenor saxophone, something that he would often do simultaneously, keeping the sax cradled on his lap. Whereas his piano playing uh, represented a distinctive blend of South African influences and uh, those of uh, probably both uh, McCoy Tyner and Thelonious Monk, via the spirituality of John Coltrane, When um, Seleku played the tenor saxophone, he seemed closer to Joe Henderson. So it's perhaps not a surprise that Joe Henderson was a special guest on Becky Seleku's second album, Timelessness, and later hired him uh, to be part of his band. And from the album Timelessness, here is the title track. Thank you. 
two more spectacular compositions by South African pianist, uh, saxophonist, and guitarist uh, Bekim Seleku. Uh, first was the title track from his album Timelessness featuring Joe Henderson, and then Angola from his uh, debut album uh, Celebration. Two masterpieces from a musician who is uh, sorely missed after dying in 2008 at the age of 53. As this episode of Mono Jazz concentrates on uh, remarkable South African musicians, up next is another amazing pianist, Andile Yenana, who has been at the forefront of the contemporary South African jazz scene, both as a leader and as a sideman. In his music, uh, perhaps the South African roots are not in display as much as in other musicians that uh, we're focusing on today, as he seems to be closer to the jazz canon. But his style is very personal and recognizable. So from uh, his uh, 2005 album, Who's Got the Map, here is Umunyu.
listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit organization of self-funding volunteers. Of course, there are considerable costs associated with this operation. And if you like what you hear on Mondo Jazz, why not support Radio Free Brooklyn with a pledge of your choice or getting one of Radio Free Brooklyn's t-shirts, hats, or other cool merch from www.radiofreebrooklyn.com slash donate.
reality's dream for today the 20th century a few years before 1984 as though the year 2000 meant anything another big toilet where human life degrades to human life all facets of life decomposing flies buzzing in a minor b flat c sharp g major displaying their musical skill a hymn sung by nature's choir the lost poets the lost poets requiem for mother at africa at her deathbed South African Jazz Exploration by Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. In this set of four tunes, we heard uh, three compositions by pianist Andile Yenana. They were Umunio, followed by a solo composition entitled The Finale, and then Mr. Harris from his albums Who's Got the Map and We Used to Dance. We then shifted to another album in which uh, Yenana is featured as a sideman under the leadership of another artist with a very distinctive voice, and himself a musician that has left us uh, too early in 2011. I'm referring to saxophonist Zinquana, which I've not pronounced correctly as his name should be pronounced with a clicking sound, typical of uh, Croatian languages. It sounds so good that I didn't want to butcher it. And that could also be the reason why Zinquana started performing using a different name, namely Zimology. After showing early talent, he pursued uh, his studies academically, including through scholarships to the Max Roach Winston Marsalis Jazz Workshop and at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, where he studied with Archie Shep and uh, Youssef Latif. After returning to South Africa in 1990, he collaborated with uh, South African jazz legends like uh, Yu Masekela and Abdullah Ibrahim, and then embarking in a very original artistic career, often playing with some of the best Norwegian jazz players like a drummer Paul Nilsson Love and Ingebrit Hacker Flatten. And from their album Ingoma, we heard Umzi Watza. Up next is more music by Zim Kwana from his collaboration with these Norwegian masters of free jazz. Uh, from the album Zimology, we're going to listen to what can be considered as a South African jazz standard, a composition entitled You Think You Know Me, which was uh, written by the legendary trumpet player Munjezi Feza. And then we're going to listen to the same tune again, this time under the full title of You Ain't Gonna Know Me Cause You Think You Know Me. And this time is going to be performed by the Luis Moholo Moholo Octet. Mm-hmm. 
This is Mondo Jazz on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, and in our exploration of the South African jazz scene, we've started moving slowly back in time. After focusing on musicians that uh, are currently active or have been until a few years ago, like Zim Kwana, that opened this set with You Think You Know Me, we've shifted to an earlier generation that had a tremendous impact on the jazz world, mostly outside of South Africa, which they had left due to apartheid. You Think You Know Me was a composition by one of such musicians, certainly one of the greatest and underappreciated trumpet heroes, Monjesi Feza. And we heard that composition also in a second interpretation, this time by the band led by drummer Luis Moholo, who had played with Monjesi Feza for many years, also after they left South Africa and relocated to London, among other things as co-leaders of the band The Blue Notes, a all-star band of South African expats in London, which inspired countless uh, European musicians. So it made sense to listen to Munjesi Feza himself and uh, his composition Sonia, played, however, on an album uh, by one of the most influential prog rock musicians coming out of the Canterbury scene, Robert Wyatt, founding member of the seminal band Soft Machine. Sonia was featured on one of the best albums by Robert Wyatt, the influential Ruth is Stranger Than Richard. And to continue along the same direction, up next is the music of two other key members of the Blue Notes, saxophonist Dudu Pukwana with his composition Ezilani, followed by another one of his compositions entitled Mra, uh, performed by Chris McGregor and his large ensemble called Brotherhood of Breath. Thank you. 
we're getting close to the end of today's episode of Mondo Jazz, uh, dedicated to an exploration of uh, South African jazz, we listened to two more compositions by uh, Dudu Pukwana. First was his song Esilani, performed with his band The Spears, recorded on 1973 on the record In the Townships, released by the Virgin Records label. And right after that, another composition by Dudu Pukwana entitled Mra, performed by Chris McGregor and the Brotherhood of Breath from their self-titled 1970 album. Both uh, Dudu Pukwana and uh, Chris McGregor were members, just like Amon Fez and uh, Luis Moholo that we heard earlier in the show, of the seminal sextet called the Blue Notes, which was established when they were all based in South Africa, but soon they relocated to Europe in order to escape the apartheid regime. After an appearance in 1964 at the French Festival of Antibes, they spent some time between France and Switzerland, and then between London and Copenhagen, and then back to London, where they quickly established themselves as a reference band in the developing world of British and European free jazz. We're winding down uh, for this week's uh, Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. I have a couple of announcements that just, uh, in case you don't know this already, but there are uh, downloadable apps that allow you to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're on the go. And uh, if you have an iPhone, you can do that uh, through the website radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone. And if you have an Android phone, you can do that at uh, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Android. And I also want to remind you that uh, we do have a newsletter that you can subscribe to to get uh, uh, monthly information about our programming. And you can find that at uh, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. If you like this show, you can uh, check it out again uh, tomorrow, Thursday at 11 a.m. And you should also stay tuned because after us, there is another great episode of uh, Rob Preacher's uh, Bushwick Garage, your ultimate source for punk and psychedelic rock. Mondo Jazz will be back next Wednesday at 10 p.m. featuring guest host Jennifer Demerit. This episode uh, will rerun again, as I mentioned, but it will also be archived on uh, Mixcloud, Podomatic.com, and iTunes. And also, our archive shows are featured on allaboutjazz.com, the greatest online jazz source. Bassist and composer Ben Allison wrote and performed our theme, featuring Ted Nash on flute and Payang Threadgill on voice. But before closing, one more musician that was a member of the Blue Notes, and actually a key member. This is uh, bassist John Gianni a musician with a unique and immediately recognizable sound, as you're about to hear. From his 1992 album, Africa, here is Grandmother's Teaching. Thank you for listening, and good night. <laughs>